SAFM Sports Wrap. Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. I'm Brad Brown with you for the next half hour. Thanks to, to the MoneyWeb team. They're back again at 6 tomorrow. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be chatting uh, UEFA Champions League. Sean Bartlett joins us this evening to look back at last night and ahead to this evening's fixtures. We'll also be talking some cricket. We'll hear from former Protea opening bat and former Protea coach Gary Kirsten. Uh, on tonight's show and then uh, there's something pretty cool happening at Emirates Airline Park this weekend it's a massive camera that takes uh, probably one of the biggest selfies in the world we'll be finding out more about that on this evening's show as well but uh, let's start with stories making news headlines and uh, Bidvest Vitz goalkeeper coach uh, Tyron Damons has backed the experience of former Bufana Bufana international Manib Josephs to be at his best for this evening's Zapsa Premiership clash against Golden Arrows the PSL defending champions are yet to win a league game this season following a loss to Cape Town City and a draw with three state stars in their last two fixtures Damons says he expects Josephs to have uh, a good game tonight. <laughs> Manib has always been in a good space. Come training, works hard, you know, even if he's on the bench, as I say, when Darren played last season, you know, you could see he's pushing him. It's not about him being on the bench, no, coach, why am I not playing? It's him being on the bench, pushing the other guy. So when the other guy, see, when Darren sees it, it, it motivates. That's what I'm saying. That's Manib for you. Students have conceded eight goals in their first five games in all competitions. And the 27, uh, 37-year-old Josephs in goal, Damons confesses that the numbers on the goals against column are becoming concerning. Mental-wise, preparation-wise, what we always say, we will concede. But just keep on talking to the guys, guide them, you know. But it's a team effort. It's how we defend, how we play, how we, and the way we concede the goals. That's the most important thing, where it starts and where it ends. Obviously, if it results into a goal, that's what Kevin says from our own mistakes. This evening, as uh, other match sees high-flying Cape Town City host struggling Kaiser Chiefs at the Cape Town Stadium. Both those matches kick off in an hour from now. There is a host of UEFA Champions League action to look forward to this evening as well. We'll chat to Sean Bartlett on this evening's show uh, to preview some of that action. In live cricket, uh, three matches to report on. The first was the only ODI between Ireland and the West Indies. That was abandoned in Belfast without a ball being bowled. There is uh, the World's Eleven up against Pakistan at the moment in the second of three T20 internationals in Lahore. Pakistan batting first posted 174 for six in reply. The World Eleven currently 70 for the loss of one. And the Ikasi Challenge took place at the Hammanskral Mandela Oval earlier. Titans batting first 363 for eight in their 50. The Lions uh, dismissed for 292 with two overs and two balls to spare, giving the Titans' victory by 71 runs. On to rugby now. Sharks coach Robert Dupree has named his team for Friday's Curry Cup encounter against Griquas in Kimberley. Dupree has made a number of injury-enforced changes to the team that edged past the Pumas 27-25 in Nelspreit last weekend. Up front, Juan Skuman and Franco Marais come into the front row, replacing Thomas Detoy and Akut Fanamadva, respectively. Jean Drotsky also comes in for Tyler Paul at lock, with the latter shifting to the flank in place of Jacques Vermeulen. In the back line, Marius Lowe replaces Lucanio Am at centre and Odwa Nangani starts in the place of Tyson Adams. And finally, Motorsport News, Valtteri Bottas has signed a new contract with Mercedes that'll see him stay with the Formula One World Champions in 2018. The Finnish driver joined Mercedes on a one-year deal at the start of this year as a replacement for retired world champion Nico Rosberg. The 28-year-old is currently third on the driver's standings uh, with two wins from 13 races. Coming up next here on SAFM, 
We'll hear from Gary Kirsten. SAFM Sports Wrap. Former Pro Tears opening bat and coach Gary Kirsten believes the appointment of Otis Gibson as the new national team coach will give South Africa a fresh outlook and perspective on world cricket. The West Indian was recently confirmed as Russell Domingo's successor in the national team and is set to arrive in the country over the weekend after ending his contract with the England Cricket Board where he served as their head bowling coach. Gibson's appointment came as a surprise for many South Africans but Kirsten, one of India's most successful coaches, says they should be open-minded about the arrival. The question is, you know, what value will he bring? And, you know, I think as a foreign coach, I think it's not a bad thing for us. I think uh, we had a time in our last foreign coach for the project was Bob Woolmer, way back in the 90s. So, um, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing to have a foreign coach. I think sometimes they bring a fresh thinking and fresh ideas. They also don't have um, necessarily deep context in terms of how to manage a South African team and what comes with it. And... Uh, Hopefully that fresh perspective can, can kind of help us. I remember when I went and coached India, in many ways I also didn't understand the context of India too much. Uh, I knew that I needed to lead Indian people the Indian way, um, but it sometimes helps being a bit of a foreigner in that space. Kirsten led India to the 2011 World Cup title as well as the top of the world test rankings during his tenure on the subcontinent. He had to work with some of the biggest reputations in the global game, such as current Indian captain Virat Kohli and the legendary Sachin Tendulkar. Back home, he's encountered the likes of Jacques Callas and A.B. de Villiers. The latter has recently been in the headlines for his decisions to pick and choose when he wanted to play for South Africa. But last month, de Villiers announced he was now fully committed to the Proteas and Kirsten welcomed the move. Listen, I mean, he's one of the best players in the world, so that, that announcement will always be met with excitement um, to, have a, to have a great player uh, committing himself uh, to the team. I think importantly for the team now, it's to, it's to understand what their medium to long-term goals are and, and the kind of things that they're going to do to get there. I mean, that's, that's going to be of, of kind of more importance, you know. So, you know, what each individual needs to commit to to be able for the, for the team to, to reach those goals. So, yeah, it, uh, I think there's a, it requires some cohesiveness within the, within the unit. And, um, you know, I mean, I think some clarity is important. Um, yeah, and hopefully, you know, he, he will, you know, make a good contribution to the team achieving the kind of success that they want to achieve. We know that he's going to perform as an individual because he's a great player. Kirsten also defended South Africa after their recent struggle on their trip to England. The Proteas were beaten in their T20 one-day and test series by the hosts while they suffered an embarrassing batting meltdown at the hands of India in the Champions Trophy leading to their exit. In fact, batting on tour overall was disappointing as they seemed to buckle whenever they were put under pressure. Even as an experienced coach, Kirsten says it was difficult to pinpoint what the exact reason for their troubles were with the bat. If I had the silver bullet or the answer, um, I would be... Um, selling that package um, around the world and making millions. <laughs> so, you know, I think that, I think the important thing is 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 to understand um, what happens to athletes under pressure. Okay. Let's remember that each one of us, as individuals, has experienced choking. Yes. If we understand what it is. So it's when so 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 choking would be emotion being emotionally hijacked. Okay, so when you get emotionally hijacked, your emotions take control of your best thinking. So that's 
the concept of being hijacked in pressure situations is a lot of what the approaches have, been, have dealt with. It is an incredibly difficult thing to shift. It is not an easy thing to shift. Because the problem is when we get into that event and we get back into that situation, that emotion comes back in. Now, the, 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 the key will be to be able to divorce the emotion from the performance. But the problem, the more, the more it's highlighted, the more it's brought in, I mean, it's not going to go away now, it just gets highlighted more and more and more. The more difficult it is to take that emotion and that mist that comes over the team, that mist of you can't perform in these situations and, it, and everyone gets emotional. Like if someone came up to me and said, you know what, you choke under pressure, how does it make you feel? Your heart rate goes up. You know, if someone said something nasty to you about your performance, you don't feel good about it, your heart rate goes up and, you, and now you've got to be able to manage it. Not easy. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. We always leave you wanting more. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader. And last night, uh, you would have been forgiven thinking there were bonus points up for grabs in the UEFA Champions League with the amount of goals that were scored. Man alive. If last night's anything to go by, tonight should be fantastic. We're joined now by Sean Bartlett. Sean, welcome onto the show. Uh, Crazy how many goals were scored last night. Uh, I don't. I can't remember a night where there's there've been that many. <laughs> yeah. Well, firstly, thanks for having me on the show again. Uh, I think obviously with the first first game of the, of the group stage is always going to be like that, and almost in some respect, I think uh, already you could start separating the men from the boys, uh, and that you can you can see the difference in quality with the teams. And sometimes, as much as it is the first game of the group stage. Um, a lot of teams will find it very difficult, obviously, to, to bounce back from the goals they've conceded, especially if you look at Celtic. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, Roma and Atletico Madrid didn't get the memo about uh, the goals that needed to be scored. They played out to a goalless draw. But let's start with that Celtic game. And I think PSG have uh, put down a marker. They've uh, they've shown they, they mean business. I mean, we know they, they, they're they a great side. They spent a lot of money uh, in, in the off-season as well in the transfer window. But putting five past Celtic in Glasgow... I mean, Glasgow aren't a European giant, but gee, 5-0 five, five at home, they've got a mountain to climb. Yeah, I think uh, once they signed Neymar for me, that that was it as far as putting a marker down. Um, they didn't need to sign him uh, to win the, the French League uh, title. Uh, it was purely for, for Champions League, and obviously acquiring also Mbappe uh, on loan with a view to buying for next season. Uh, I think they're definitely a team to be reckoned with, and I think a lot of teams uh, last night would have uh, recognised that and maybe put them down as as one of the sort of obviously opponents that are going to be a tough uh, later on in, in, in the group stage. But um, like you said, uh, disappointing for Celtic because also as much as they're not a superpower in European football, um, they've got very passionate fans and they expect to win every game, especially at, at Celtic Park. So. Very disappointing, and Brendan Rodgers obviously felt very embarrassed after afterwards in the press conference, um, having to defend his team, and, and obviously understand the, the fans' emotions as far as losing at home with such a, a big margin. Yeah, absolutely. And, and five 0 wasn't the biggest scoreline last night. Chelsea winning six nil. Uh, Chelsea mm. also looked pretty impressive last night. Yeah, well, I think uh, you've got to take that with a, with a little bit of pinch of salt. Um, obviously, not the, the best of opposition or the highest quality. But still, you've got to win these games because at the end of the day, uh, I think any team that comes up against the so-called big names, whether it's you know Chelsea, Man U, PSG, you want to go out and try and prove a point and, and uh, obviously hold your own. And as much as even the United scoreline was 3-0, uh, there was a, a lot of patches in the game where Basel actually had upper hand. So 
it's one. It's uh, it's very difficult, obviously, to gauge from the first game, but um, quality already has come through with some of the teams. Yeah, the cream does tend to rise uh, rise to the top by Munich, also winning three mm. 0 Barcelona, winning three 0 over Juventus last night. But there were two close games. Uh, Olympiacos coming from three goals down to to lose three uh, two, two late mm. goals uh, from them. But the other match as well saw CSKA Moscow come from a goal down to beat Benfica two one. Yeah, I think obviously for Olympiacos to lose uh, your first game at home, it's always going to be difficult. And like you said, you know, your, your backs are going to be against the wall for the rest of the group stage. And I think that when you talk about the first game of any group stage or any qualifying or any campaign, you, you want to make sure you get off to a good start. So now you've got to start looking and obviously do introspection and see what went wrong and how you can improve. Where if you won the game, then you need to build on that. So. Very different scenarios, um, but I think uh, most of the teams in, in this first game, in the first group stage game, uh, would have already indicated and shown their uh, intention as far as who's going to get to the last 16. More action tonight. Uh, do you think we're going to see a, a sort of plethora of goals like we did last night once again? I mean, <laughs> some, some big teams in action. Uh, Borussia Dortmund away to yeah. Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, how, how do you see that one going? I think uh, a lot of eyes will be on that, but uh, in my mind, mm. uh, Dortmund should be should be too strong for, for Spurs. Well, they should, but then I think there's, there's one sort <laughs> of uh, talking point as far as Spurs are concerned at this moment in time is uh, Wembley Stadium. Um, yeah. I think, you know, uh, they've always said, yeah, it's a mental block uh, as far as getting the result is concerned. Uh, and the, the result they got, probably the, the biggest one of the Premier League for them thus far, the senior was away from home. So I think uh, Wembley Stadium has not been too kind um, to them. So it's going to be quite interesting to see. And like you said, um, I think Dortmund has got some quality players. So it's not going to be an easy game for, for Spurs, especially at Wembley. Manchester City on the road tonight as well. They take on Feyenoord. That should be a great game of footy as well. Yeah, I think it's uh, one of those games where I think Feyenoord will probably try and get an early goal and see how long they can hold that and keep uh, Man City at bay. But uh, again, with the quality that Man City possess and the way they sort of tore Liverpool apart uh, last weekend, uh, I'm pretty sure we can expect goals there. Um, with uh, the big names that they have in the, in, in the squad. And then uh, also I think a lot of eyes are going to be on Anfield this evening. Liverpool uh, in action against mm. Sevilla. It's important for Liverpool to get off to a good start tonight. It is. And, and again, it, it coming up against a season campaign as far as European football is concerned, to be honest. You know, Sevilla uh, previously before United won it last year, won the Europa League three years in a row. And uh, going to Anfield, might, uh, people might think it's going to be a tough task. But for me, obviously, the biggest... Um, uh, player to be missed uh, will be, uh, I think, uh, Sadio Mane. I think he, for me, uh, with the red card that he had, and, and obviously with the Premier League, uh, will that affect uh, confidence in the team and him as an individual? Um, I think that those are the small questions that need to be asked. Um, Liverpool still needs to get back to being one of the superpowers of European football, and their inconsistency doesn't really help either. Yeah, absolutely, and, and I think that's why it's probably vital for them to, to get off to uh, a winning start this evening. And then uh, I think all eyes probably will be on Real Madrid to see how they go tonight, particularly with some of the other results last night, uh, with some teams really, as we said, laying out a marker. Uh, it's important for Real Madrid to, to pick up a win, and I mean, looking at their opposition, should be a big win tonight. Yeah, I think if you talk about consistency, there's probably one name that will pop up automatically at Real Madrid, and obviously what Zinedine Zidane has done with the team, uh, there was a lot of doubt about his ability as a manager, and then he's proven himself, you know, over the last few years, winning 
uh, obviously the Champions League back-to-back and, and the La Liga as well. So I think uh, he's been doing really well as far as man managing that squad is concerned. It's never easy to keep uh, all these superstars uh, happy uh, because you can only select 11 players to go out there and he's got an abundance of talent in his squad. So very tough task for him to always to pick the, the best 11 to represent Real Madrid. Yeah, absolutely. It should be a great night of football once again, both in Europe and domestically. Some action to look forward to in the PSL tonight as well. Sean Bartlett, as always, great to catch up. Thanks for your time. Enjoy the the, the games tonight. Uh, which one are you going to be, be, be more focused on? What, what's your pick on as uh, if you had to pick one game to watch tonight, which one would it be? I think it will be the, the Spurs-Dortmund game for me. So I think it should be quite interesting. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. Staying with football, and as I mentioned in my chat with Sean Bartlett, two matches in the Absa Premiership to look forward to this evening. Bidvest Vitz up against Golden Arrows and Cape Town City hosting Amakosi at the Cape Town Stadium. Should be a great match of football. And Benny McCarthy's career uh, as a uh, coach off to the best possible start. Muhammad Ali caught up with uh, the former Bafana Bafana star uh, to chat a little bit about uh, his start to, in the Premiership and his coaching career here in South Africa and asked him uh, if he envisaged things to go as well as they have to start with. No, to be honest, uh, I didn't expect that. I thought maybe, especially when you know, I was excited and adrenaline and once it all sunk in, and then the pictures came out. I wanted to shoot myself in the I wanted to shoot myself in the foot because I thought I thought like you know what, go easy on the on the rookie. You know we got um, Polokwane, and then we got Vets, and then Vets, and then Platinum Stars, and then Vets, and then Chiefs, and then Pirates, and then Polokwane, and then Ajax. And I was like, wow. They really want me to get fired, be the first manager to get an opportunity, and then to be the first one to get fired. But you know what? I'm, I'm honored by the start that I've had, you know. But I don't want to. I don't want to get too excited because only it's only the beginning. Like I said, you know, I'm very inexperienced though, and learn as the day goes by and try and get better and and, and hopefully. But but so far. We as the coaching staff, we've, we've worked really well together. We're a young group and, and we, make it in, we make it entertaining. We make it competitive for the guys to keep them on their toes and, and make them enjoy coming to work, enjoy, enjoy playing football, enjoy doing their job, you know. So, so, so I think due to that, they're having more fun on the, on the football pitch now. And now they go out and, and perform. You know, so delighted. How much has it helped that you are Benny McCarthy, um, legend in South African football, South Africa's leading goal scorer, played at the highest level, won the Champions League, in terms of getting the respect of the players? Um, I don't think really when you have a name it matters that much. It's what the players see you, you, you put in. It's what the players see you, you you can bring to the party and you can help them change their game. You can help them develop into better players than what they were last season. So so I think, yeah, the name helps a bit because they give you your attention. They give you the respect, but then you still have to go out there and earn it. And, 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 and that's, that's 
And that's the hard, that's the toughest mountain to climb, you know. But but so far it's, it's been great, you know. Um, I combine, I, I I have chemistry with most of the players, and um, yeah, we just we just have fun, and I don't. Okay, they know that this is my disciplines that I want and what I, what I exactly want out of them and how I want them to perform and the levels that they must perform. So they know when it comes to that, I am a bit strict and I am a, and I am a bit tough on them. But they love coming to training. They love being around the group because we've got such a nice atmosphere, a nice vibe, a nice, nice team spirit going. So, yeah, I, I don't want to change that much of what we're doing right at the moment. How much have you drawn of your experience? You've played under Jose Mourinho, you've played at the highest level in Europe, under top managers. How much have you drawn from that experience and implemented it here? No, of course, a lot. Like I think my whole, how I carry myself and how I go about everything, how I go about my business, it's all based on what I've learned from the likes of Jose Mourinho, uh, Mark Hughes, you know, the Sam Allardyce's, um, those managers, Martin Olsen I had, he was also a very calm, very relaxed coach. So it, 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 I pick up some things, you have to be, when you have to be strict, you have to be strict, but you must also know that at the end of the day, it's just a job and it's just a sport and you can't take life too serious. And yeah, and, and I try not to, you know, I try to make it as entertaining and as fun, as relaxed for the players so they can come and, and enjoy just the environment that they're in and enjoy the teammates and enjoy, get a passion again for playing football. And now you see, that's why there's so much fight for competition in the team because everybody is enjoying, they're loving what they're doing now, so... SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader. I'm Brad Brown and uh, lots of Curry Cup action coming up this weekend. But there's something interesting happening at Emirates Airline Park uh, once again this weekend. And it's not just that the Bulls are arriving. Uh, classic Yixke derby. It should be a great game of rugby. Uh, but there's something for the fans to experience. Uh, and uh, you may have seen it around. It's uh, been around for a good few years. And, uh, yeah, it does some pretty impressive things. I'm talking about the fan cam, and it's an opportunity uh, for you to get involved as a rugby fan to tag yourself in probably one of the biggest selfies uh, the planet has ever seen. We join now by the CEO of fan cam, Tennis Leroux. Tennis, welcome on to SAFM Sports Trap this evening. Thanks for joining us. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Tennis, this technology is uh, incredible. I was playing around with it just before we, we started the interview because uh, you, you did something similar down at uh, Newlands in Cape Town. But I recall, and it was back, it was around Soccer World Cup, FIFA 2010, sort of, and it was at Soccer City, and it was a rugby game. And I remember being at that rugby game, and the same sort of thing was done. It's, it's pretty impressive to see uh, after the fact. I mean, while it's happening, it's not that incredible, but uh, the images that this camera uh, sort of captures is just phenomenal. Yeah, you've got a great memory. That was actually one of our earliest fan cams back in 2010. Uh, and yes, the technology... Um, has improved since, but it's it's still based on the same premise. Um, we figured out how to take these really high resolution pictures, and when I say high resolution, you've seen it, but it's it's difficult to describe. But basically, it's a 360 degree image, but it gives you the ability to zoom back right up to the furthest reaches of the of the stadium and actually see yourself in the crowd. So um, yeah, it's it's, it's um, been around for a while. But um, we're still we're still we're still doing it around the world. 
I was going to say, I mean, this technology that was sort of put together here in South Africa, I mean, you guys came up with it, but you've traveled the world with this thing. Yes, this is actually about 98% of our business is, is international. Um, we captured, uh, I think, about 45 baseball games in the States last month alone. Um, we've captured the Super Bowl, Championship League final a couple of times, Daytona 500, and basically we've been lucky enough, um, because we invented it, to be invited to, to all the top events around the world to, to capture the crowds there. So, sounds horrible, Tennis. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to do it. <laughs> well, it's, it's coming back to, to, to Curry Cup Rugby, which uh, I think is pretty cool as well, and the opportunity to, uh, to win for fans uh, by tagging themselves in that photo. Tell us, tell us how that's working. That's right. And, and it's actually a bit of a surprise for us because we, we're focused primarily on the international market. Um, we were happy to get the call from Direct Access, and they said they're now sponsors of the Curry Cup, and they want to do something that adds value to the actual fan experience um, instead of just um, giving VIP tickets, actually um, invest back to the, to the fan base. And we were happy to help. So Direct Access um, commissioned us to capture um, six Curry Cup games, including the final. And this weekend we'll be at Ellis Park. Um, we'll take the picture and on, on Monday we'll make it live um, and fans can zoom in and tag themselves. Um, and by doing that, they enter to win a, uh, into the competition. Um, but even those who weren't lucky enough to go to the game um, can play a digital treasure hunt. So what that is, is we'll hide a curry cup somewhere in the stadium. If you can find that, you can enter to, to win VIP tickets, VIP tickets to the final. That's pretty pretty nifty. Dennis, explain just sort of how how far this technology's come from when you started this thing back in 2010 to to, to now 2017. Sure, um, I think the technology, as I said, it stands around the same premise. We've obviously improved. In the early days, it took us about four days to put a picture like this together. Um, at the moment, um, for clients like Madison Square Garden in New York. We have permanent cameras installed in the building, and they kick out the image like this in under 40 minutes. So what will typically happen there is they'll announce it at an ice hockey game with the Rangers and say, everyone smile, your picture's been taken, and by halftime we'll have it, the site ready and fans go in and tag themselves. So the main improvements have been on speed and, um, and uh, scalability, and that has allowed us to not just go to one event here and one event there, but um, I think we've captured more than a 1,000 events by, by now, and it's accelerating even faster this year. Well, wow, that's, that's phenomenal. If you're heading to that game this weekend, the website to get to is directaccess.fancam.com. Uh, uh, you can register there, and then as soon as that picture's taken, you'll be notified. Go and tag yourself, and you can win yourself some great prizes. Tennis, thanks for your time this evening on uh, SAFM Sports Trap. I love those images, and I can scroll through them for days. Uh, and, yeah, keep up the great work in flying the, the flag of proudly South African around the globe. Will do. Thank you very much. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, that live cricket is still ongoing in Lahore. It's the uh, first series against Pakistan at home for many years. And Pakistan batting first against that World Eleven, posting 174 for the loss of six. I can tell you the World Eleven are struggling. 
They are 115 for the loss of three, which sounds okay, but they need 60 runs of 28 balls to win that thing and level the series. Pakistan won the first one last night. And, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, they may be winning this one as well. Just looking at uh, who's in at the moment. Hashim Amla is at bat. Good news for the World Eleven. He is on 58 of 44 balls. So set and going well. Fafdu Plessis got 20 of 14, but was dismissed a short while ago by Mohamed Nawaz. Uh, and it is uh, Pereira who is out in the middle with Amla at the moment. So earlier on, uh, looking at the bowling figures, not the best of uh, performances by the South Africans. But uh, Mornay Morkel going for 20 runs in his four overs, not picking up a wicket. And Imran Tahir picking up one wicket for 29 in three, run, uh, three overs. So a little bit expensive from Tahir, but at least getting in the wickets column. And that's it for this evening's show. We're back again tomorrow. Uh, Dwayne DeLocke is rather at 6.30. I'll be back again tomorrow afternoon on PM Live. We'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning with Janet Whitten. And coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is the talk shop with Naledi Malayo. Don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, you can reach out. Just email us, sport at safm.co.za or via social media. You can look me up at Big Brown. Brown, or alternatively, you can touch base with SAFM Radio. Until tomorrow, from myself, Brad Brown, and Siobhan Chetty, my producer, have yourself a great evening. It is 7 o'clock.